0: To the whiskey run dry you take your
1: sugar and take your sweets And welcome everybody to Lunacy Podcast My name is Tony, I'm Leave here with Dave, bad, David, and Connor on Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis I am Tony from It is it Sunday, the day after the Loons played last night And a couple days after the Loons played on a Wednesday Which is uh, you know one of those freak Wednesdays that every team played We'll get to that a little later um, it's a actually up here, guys. It's a beautiful weekend. I don't know about uh, David. How's the weather down in Florida this weekend? I know you're at the beach, uh, so it must have been good.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, it was fantastic.
3: I saw your yeah. picture of the uh, um, the water at uh, what is it, Medelia <laughs> Beach or Madeira? Madeira beach? beach, yeah, okay.
2: Beach, yeah.
3: Man, that looked yeah. clean as hell.
2: I uh, 15 yards out look straight down so the water is just above your waist and you can see your feet perfectly it's incredible that's awesome i mean i it's the best water that i have seen since moving to florida
0: how far away is that from your house roughly
2: um that one that's in saint pete so it's oh two and a half hours almost
0: oh sweet so oh saint 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 pete's is two and a half hours from fort myers Pretty close, yes. You got to go up north. Yeah. So, so yeah, the other thing I was wondering is so is the, I don't know if you'd call it the red tide. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but is that a kind of a non issue over there right now?
2: Yeah. It's, it was early. Now it's not. It's, I I think, well, I feel like last week there were some low, really low levels of it by us, but it's been pretty much gone now for about a month. Yeah.
1: Good. It was such a nice weekend, David, down there. You spent uh, some time indoors. At the shittiest stadium in all of ML, MLB, <laughs> that is the, yeah. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Devil Rays stadium, and you got to see your yeah. Milwaukee Brewers play.
2: Yeah, and, it's uh, the first time I saw them lose live.
1: Yeah, oh boy! Oh wow! Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Um, no, but it, it was the race. best team in baseball. I
0: mean, it's one of the half or so of the stadiums I have not visited. But now, is it really the worst stadium in the league? Uh, Honestly, I, I, I think Oakland Coliseum might might have that uh, honor.
2: It's well, it's uh it's a pretty rough, but they've made some improvements over the last few years, and I don't think it's that bad.
1: The problem with that stadium when they built it was the fact they didn't make it a retractable roof. They decided just like roof on the damn thing. It's like, no, you want uh, retractable because in the springtime yeah. in the fall, when it gets a little nicer out when it's not too hot, you can have the roof open, right? they yeah, and, now this uh, was
0: this was years ago they should have done what we yeah. saw down in Miami you know that you yeah, know exactly right
1: tragical. that's right yep so yeah no dave you're right i would say that oakland's stadium is the worst i mean when you have sewage leaking out of the uh, pipes in the stadium and you have true true story you have a family of possums mm-hmm. who lives in one of the um, tv uh, areas the broadcasting areas and you also have feral cats that live on one of the levels of the damn stadium. This this isn't a stadium, guys. That's I knew about wild. the possums. I, I hadn't heard about the feral cats. Wow. Yeah. I, heard I guess the, the feral eight. cats, I guess, had scared away the possums out of one area, and now the possums moved to another area, according to Dick Bramer of the Minnesota Twins <laughs> Broadcast Network. Uh, but and this is the whole reason why Oakland, the the A's are moving to Las Vegas, guys. I mean, this is right. and mm-hmm. uh so, the Tropicana, supposedly, in Vegas, is going to be demolished, and that's where the new stadium will sit, uh, oh, right by wow. the airport there.
0: That's just wild so,
1: yeah. how it's going to be right yeah. off the strip,
0: literally. So, yeah. that, that's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and to have, have you know, where, where of course, the Golden Knights play hockey, T-Mobile Arena, yeah. right almost across the street, and then, of course, the mm-hmm. uh, Raiders just up yeah. the road. Raiders, so, yeah. that's, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately did not get the, at least not yet, did not get the MLS 30th franchise.
1: Well, that's that was what I was going to say, Dave, is that they were on the cusp of getting a franchise in MLS. However, their, uh, I think their ownership group kind of shit the bed a little bit and uh, couldn't come up with, couldn't come up with it. And then their stadium site too was like, shit, their stadium site for MLS was going to be way north of the strip. Mm-hmm. uh it was not even gonna be close to the strip and oh you are get nobody what why would you even put that up there why would you, you yeah. need I to be like close to the strip if, right is it at I, least I,
3: next to like fremont street down would, there or I, no? I, I wonder because
0: currently the last visit the las vegas lights they play up at cashman right. field cashman field yeah. which is just north of downtown just north of downtown um mm-hmm. uh, the, the minor league baseball team actually used to play there until they built a ballpark of america out west i think in summerland so
1: that's that where it was been, going to be. Where they, they were going to be, yeah. Cashman, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the the announcement was made that San Diego, uh, San Diego, is getting a uh, is getting a team. Uh, they'll be the thirtieth uh, MLS team. So I'm thinking, guys, realignment's probably going to happen here. Uh,
3: well, uh, we uh, they would just go into the Western Conference, wouldn't they? Um, no, I guess they would. You're right, Connor. Yeah, because St. Would... Louis is the, Is St. Louis in the East? Yes. No, St. Louis is in the West. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's why right. They... They're at the top of the West. Yeah, for the first. Yeah. So
1: why was, so let St. Louis was then bump over to the East then, right?
3: So when St. Louis came over here, um, Nashville, Nashville, Nashville went over to the East already. So now, right now, the uh, the East has 15 and the West has 14. So San Diego will just okay. fit right in.
1: Okay. All right. Good. There we go. So that works. I've been seeing some people saying that maybe they should go to divisions uh, as well. I would be against into, that into uh, two divisions on each, in each conference. Now I
3: actually, I actually have thought that through. I, I, well, yes, it
1: would be, but it would be
3: like the, the thing is like, that's why I, I, I would be in favor of splitting into divisions. If the league decided to expand to 32, um, mm-hmm. because then yeah. that way you'd be able to still keep to a 34 game schedule and you'd be able to pay, pl- play everybody once. And then just the mm-hmm. other teams in your division twice, and yep. it would still be thirty four games. And that way you could keep you could put in you could put in some of the old rivalries that have kind of dissipated ever since um, the whole East and West uh, conference uh, schedules kind of just went the way of the dinosaur. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm I personally hope they make it to thirty two teams, including starting with Milwaukee. I hope Milwaukee gets a team. That'll be uh-huh. that'll be pretty cool.
1: Milwaukee's on the docket, also with Detroit. Um, I know Detroit so was. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think they would put a team in Detroit and Milwaukee. Um, I just don't. It would have to be
3: one of those. Yeah, so it'd one be of one those of those two. for the East, and then one of those for the West, which would either be Vegas or uh, Phoenix, I believe.
1: I think yeah, Vegas or Phoenix would be uh, would be in the West, and then yeah. either Milwaukee or Detroit would be in the East. Um, I heard if they play if they Detroit gets a team, they're going to play at that shitty stadium that. Uh, the uh, USL team plays at now. Oh That's wow! What's happen? They're gonna play right there. No, they're not. That's, that can't be, part, you, of imagine, can't be part, part of their Could you imagine? Could you imagine? They <laughs> would we'll never get
2: it. it just, it'll be just, like it'll be the first paragraph of their bid. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're playing at the shitty stadium.
1: We're gonna <laughs> the shitty stadium. We're just gonna add a bunch. We're just gonna add a bunch of seats around it. It's fine. Don't mind the railroad tracks or anything like that. If that yeah. isn't that like an uneven turf pitch. It's like it's just
3: yeah. Nasty. It sure there looks leaps. like it they are gonna leave it that way too. they are gonna leave it that way. It's gonna be you know, good luck. Year. Good luck, Detroit. <laughs> yeah. That. Do- you know, you would think that would give Detroit home field advantage in the open Cup, but Minnesota yes. should prove them yeah. wrong that time, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I feel yeah. like uh, they they should do that. They should get a little bit of that Caribbean field quality into the MLS. You know, why not <laughs> get, a, get a little
3: extra? Yeah, spice it's things like the- up a it's like the tennis major opens. You've got clay, you've got grass, you've got turf, and then you've got uh, mm-hmm. whatever Detroit. you, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Detroit. Detroit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going calling. You no, know, we're gonna start calling shitty turf now. Detroit turf, guys. Yeah. Let's call it Detroit turf. Um, which going back to expansion, guys. Before we get out of expansion talk, um, Don Garber has said that he wanted to get to thirty teams, which he we will be at now. He also stated that he 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 wants he has no objection to doing 32 teams. He's not saying he wants to get there. He's saying he has no objection to getting there, which after the um, franchise fees uh, for these last two teams, I mean, why wouldn't you? it was like 500 million 500 mil i mean
0: that that's how you look at the i mean you can say growth of mls in any way you want you can look at it any way you want but from a from a pure kind of revenue standpoint they've made a lot of money over the last 10 years from expansion and they can't do it forever so i it didn't yeah you read between the lines tony like you said it doesn't sound imminent but you got to figure it's coming here Mm -hmm. in the next
3: five for oh, sure and if you go too. to teams if you go to cities like uh like phoenix where they have a big stadium like the the university of arizona university of phoenix stadium where it could be like in the western version of atlanta united where the phoenix maybe the phoenix rising gets brought up or um or the las vegas lights or or whoever uh maybe yeah. it's even the san diego loyal but um yeah if big cities that have a big soccer following like that that you're bound to make a few million dollars.
1: I think I, I really seriously think though, putting it in Vegas uh, was is going to be an, the next thing because I think they they like that gambling aspect of it. I think you'll get more people down there to gamble on sports, uh, gamble on soccer, um, especially from states that don't have legalized sports betting yet, um, like Minnesota. For Pete's sakes, we <laughs> do have legal as weed as here, guys. No, we do have legal weed here now, so we're good. Legalized as, legalize of, as weed.
0: of yesterday, or yep, what? Yep. Uh, well,
1: well, I, I, August I, I, August first. August first is when they, it goes they, into offense.
3: Didn't they yeah. just uh, pass it recently, though? They did, like two weeks ago, I think. Oh, yeah, that one. Or, one or two weeks ago. Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, growing my plants here because as of August first, I can have my plants growing in my in my house. So mm. there you go. Yeah. Mm.
3: San Diego would be a nice away trip
1: for us. It would be. That'd be. Real. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some loons news, guys. Before we get into the games, uh. Rear. Reynoso came out with a uh, oh it's right beer that's some sorry oh yes hey, we got we we got off track here was, was well, the expansion you, talk and then the yeah
0: you te- you teased it though Tom you teased Reynoso. Yeah. so
1: the expansion talk and then I teased the Reynoso thing we'll talk about the Reynoso thing after the beer so uh well David since you brought it up uh what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight
2: uh new brewery Ooh. from oh. Sailfish Brewing Company. I have the Fish Whistle American Pale Ale. And uh, it's a really smooth, really smooth pale ale. Can't say a whole lot. I don't have a lot of information on the hops or anything. Um, IBUs have to be incredibly low. Um, I would say that it's with the, the bitterness level for the flavor in general, it's got to be headed more towards a um, West Coast style IPA. I mean, there's a little bit of bitterness. It's a little piney, a little bitey. So I, I'd say if if anything, it's going to be heading towards that West Coast IPA flavor. Um, but this is, I mean, this is a this is a pale ale. It's only uh, four point nine percent, really light. Um, there's not a lot of bite to it. In fact, I think you could maybe, maybe say it's kind of like a a summit EPA, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. um, but that might even be a little bit bitier than this. So uh, it's it's pretty good. It's uh this is the the this is the can.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, nice looking can there.
2: Yeah, it's out of uh, Fort Pierce. Florida, which is over on the East
1: Coast. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Connor, what do you got? What are you drinking tonight there?
3: Um, I'm doing uh, an, a brewery that's an oldie but a goodie. Utapils, uh, um, mm-hmm. where I've got the Glockal IPA. I think that's how you pronounce it, Glockal or Glocal. Um, it's a Belgian-style ale, and uh, it's it says... Um it says it got it has some European sourced hops and uh and some American West Coast varietals, so it's kind of a clash. Um a, a clash of tastes in in my opinion, which uh you know you can definitely taste the hoppiness. Uh it's only six point five percent compared to the I think I think last time I had a ten percenter on. Um but uh it's it's a little bit more it's a bit a little bit more light, and it's you know it's a it's a nice kind of run of the mill IPA right up right up my alley. So it's um it, it, you know it's it's good. I really like it. Um and Utapils of course. Uh, I haven't I haven't been to their tap room in forever, so it was nice to to walk in there and and see what's see what's been going on, and it's still as great as ever.
1: Yeah, they got a great. I like said that is a great uh, backyard oh. patio area right by the uh, creek yeah. there, which is yeah. fantastic. Um. Yeah. Well. Great. From Udupils. Fantastic. Uh, I'll go next because I got something from Iyer Brewing Company. Dave and I once again went up to Iyer yesterday after we had lunch, and, and I got their one of their new brews. It's called Fuck Yo Couch. That's right. Called <laughs> Fuck Yo Couch. And this is based. This is based. If anybody knows, this is based off the uh Dave Chappelle show. This is from Charlie Murphy when he talks about uh, Rick James. Rick James goes to uh, Eddie Murphy's house and Charlie's there and Rick gets his muddy boots all over the couch and says, fuck your couch.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, this is uh... That's
3: right. I forgot all about the Rick James sketch. That was, yep. that was no, hilarious. I,
0: I had yep. forgot about that one. In fact,
1: yesterday mm-hmm. I had to ask Tony, what
0: was that reference to again? What was mm-hmm.
1: the reference to? Tony was able yep. to know it. Yep. So uh, yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a hazy IPA. It's a New England IPA. It's hazy. It's uh 6.5% but the IBUs are like 17. So this bad boy goes down like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um so it's hazy, it's got a little bit you can say it's a little citrus in it. Uh the kick is just not there. There's no kick to it because it's the IBUs are so down. Uh but the alcohol content is 6.5. It's a good it's a good beer. Good and a fantastic name. Fuck your couch. <laughs> so uh Where did you say it's from?
3: Ireland, that's Iyer. right. Yep. Okay.
1: So yeah, fantastic. Uh, Dave, what I are you guy. drinking tonight? Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm going to throw you a little
0: oh. curve, Tony, but uh, I uh, I also did pick up a, a crawler from Iyer Brewing. I ended up going the Peter Danklage, but I'm not drinking that here tonight. Um, oh, and by the way, we did uh, run into a couple loons fan at Iyer. So hopefully, yeah. um, maybe we have a new listeners as well. Shout out to we'll that. See. But, uh, anyways. Yeah curveball i ended up uh taking a day trip today down to uh, mankato so not a new brewery oh. for me or for the pod but it is a new brewery for me it's going to be a new beer for me as well so i was down in uh, mankato basically went to miniopa state park um that was pretty pretty great actually and you know it's only an hour and 20 minutes or so for me but uh yeah fun day had a chance to stop by mankato brewery after i went home and uh Ended up having – actually had just a pint there on the way back, and I had the uh, Sector Berry. It's a blonde ale. Um, talk about smooth, easy drinking, Tony. Um, this one is as well. It's blonde ale kind of infused with like a raspberry flavor. Really smooth. It's only 15 IBU. It's only 5% ABV. Just super refreshing blonde ale in the summer. when it's 80 degrees out like it was today, just perfect. So I liked it so much, I ended up picking up a crawler of their dark sector which is basically their sector berry, raspberry infused blonde ale with a little blue, blue raspberry as well. So it's a blue and raspberry blend and uh, very similar, very similar flavor. Just, you can just have that hint of uh, blueberry, which just, I don't know, it adds to it. It gives it a little darker color. Um, but it's um, but it's just, just, so Some, yeah, no, fantastic. but uh, yeah, that, br- that
3: br- I, I'm assuming Connor, you had, a, you, have you, you've been there. I, I thought maybe not Some, to Mankato brewing, you, yeah. right? uh yes i I have been there it was it's been a while but um it's it's uh uh yeah they have a nice little tap room down there uh I went there in the winter with uh with a couple friends uh god this I think this was like the winter before covid uh mm. happened when we went down there but um yeah we just it's it's a great little place to just uh like most tap rooms it's uh it's it's a great place to just kind of sit and hang and uh and they got some grape beers down there
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was able to take advantage. I was only there for about 25 minutes, but I was able to take advantage of their uh, dog friendly patio that they have. And yeah, I, the, I, yeah, I will talk about that. The tap room is great. It's a, it's almost like they started with a warehouse, kind of like five Rabbit survey in Chicago that we visited a few years back, but uh, yeah, they started with a warehouse basically. And you can see all their brewing equipment and tanks. Um, But then they kind of built in a a really nice uh, wooden bar and they have seating surrounding that bar. And so, yeah, and they have bags. They had bag- people playing bags, you know, at one end of the warehouse. So it really kind of reminded me of uh, Five Rabbit in Chicago. So really cool space. And so I'm glad I had yeah. stuff by my way home.
3: Uh, is, it, was, is it a big tap room now, Dave? Because it wasn't super big when I was there. It's, well,
0: time. I would say the tap room itself, no, is not. There's not a ton of seating. There's not a ton of tables. It's basically, it looks like a bar was built into a warehouse, was built into their brewery. Yeah,
3: that's that's what I thought.
0: Yeah, so not a huge, not a, not math. it's a, it's, it's a big space. You can walk around, like I said, you get space to play bags, but as far as seating tables,
1: not a ton of space for that. But right. really unique place. Well, good beers, everybody. Uh, let's now get into some loons news before we talk about the loons games. Uh, Renoso put out a video apology, uh, the other day, uh, regarding his situation, uh, pretty much saying, I'm sorry. It was a family situation. I apologize to the fans. I've apologized to, the, to the, my teammates. Uh, I'm trying to learn from this. You know, yada yada yada. Uh, so he's come out and said that you know, sorry. So uh, I saw some people on social media asking, does that like make it all better with with Ray? Or does, it, does it? do you really care? And my my answer is, I didn't really care either way. He has not apologize to me. He's got to apologize to his teammates. right? And they're the ones that, that, that you know, he has to apologize to for doing what he did and to the front office. You know, as a fan, to me, it's like you're going through an issue. It, it's your own deal. You don't have to apologize to me. I mean, it's great you did, but you don't have to. Um, and there were some people, of course, who were like, I don't give a shit because his apology doesn't I don't care about his apology because it's still a shitty situation. And he, what he did was wrong, da, da, da. like, well, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you, how do you guys feel about the whole apology? apology thing?
2: I, you know, I, it is what it is, I guess, Tony, I kind of probably take stance like you, I don't, it doesn't affect me any, um, okay. it matters what his teammates and, and the technical staff and the lesser degree, the front office think, um, I mean, we still don't know what's going on. So, um. You know, I think I saw somebody on Twitter mention. You know, everyone, everyone handles things differently, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And right. so, you know, you have to take that into consideration. At the same time, he has a job; he should be doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he he, he s- took the consequences. He knew what was going to happen, and he he accepted them. And I, it's no different than. I mean, this is a really poor analogy, but I'm going to use it. It's no different when somebody goes to prison you know i think if the vast majority of people go to prison they do their time they come out they should get all the rights back that they had when they went in before they went in i mean i mean you know it's he he did what he did he paid the consequences Mm -hmm. he came back well let's move on that's 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 my perspective
0: Yep. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add, Tony. I think he nailed it. And I will say this just adding on what you guys said is, yeah, you're right. I think he didn't, I think that you're right. He didn't have to, but I think it's nice to see him. I mean, it's just as a fan of this club and as, of Reynoso, So it's just nice to hear him speak for the first time since what last October, you know, he was basically, you know, for us, you know, as far as we were concerned, he was m- missing in action. We had, we really had no idea. So just to see him on camera, Speaking to, you know, I guess us as the fans and, you know, he, he didn't have to tell us, you know, what he was going through, but he basically did. So, yeah, my, th- my take is, Hey, it's, it's great to see Reynoso for the first time, you know, in, in what, six, seven months. So that was gr- That was good. And it also kind of shows to me that I think it's an encouraging sign. I think it, it shows some, you know, responsibility from Reynoso. It, it, it's strong character. He made a mistake. He acknowledges it in the video. I, I think this is just a step that he's taking that he didn't have to, to to kind of work back, reintegrate into the club. And so I think it, it's a positive. So I'm going to leave it there. So I, I was just happy to see him, honestly.
3: Yeah. I think I'm uh, in the same ballpark as you guys are. It's uh, you know, it doesn't affect me as a person, but uh, it affects his teammates. And that's the, th- that is the one part that does concern me is uh, you know, obviously David, Dave, like you said, we're all fans of this team. Uh, so uh, with the couple changes that have happened, uh, like the addition of Sangbin, uh Robin Lud is out now for a, a time, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, how is Reynoso going to adjust to uh, playing with this team going forward? Uh, I can only hope it's going to improve it in some way. Uh, but um, so, but that's my only concern other as for the apology itself, I think uh, Reynoso did his best to um to explain his situation without giving too many personal details, which of course is his right. Uh, and it's his, and it's his life. We, uh, it's none of our, it's quite frankly, none of our business what he went through down in, uh, right. uh, down in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but when it comes to your, when it comes to the team, that's when, uh, that's when it becomes the team's business. Uh, so he came here, he apologized and let's move on. Like you all said.
2: Yeah. You know, I, one thing, one other thing to add, you know, I don't think, they would have had him do this apology if if things weren't on the mend with the team with the teammates you know right. i don't think this would even be a discussion if he hadn't met with the teammates you know had discussions open dialogue and started mending those issues if there are any for all we you know we don't we don't know for sure that there are but um the other thing is more funnier taking I, I was starting to feel like that Eminem Santa Claus commercial where all of a sudden they see each other and they're like, they do. He does exist. They do. Exist. Ah. I mean, it, I, I was like, when I finally saw him at the game, I was like, oh my God, he actually does exist. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. you know, it
0: was, it was, was there- but Dave, like
2: you said, it was nice to see it. See him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, and it just, I mean, it, to me, it it felt genuine that, that he was, he wanted to apologize to you know whether he was asked to do this video or not. It it just it seemed it felt very genuine to me that he was genuinely sorry. And we know we don't know, but we assume he apologized to his teammates as well. And that's mm-hmm. all I right. can do. That
3: and the thing struggling. is about and the thing is about that Dave is whether he uh, whether he wanted like you say whether whether he wanted to do this uh, apology or not. Uh, even if he didn't want to, he's still doing his best to. Uh, should we uh, should we say? mend that bridge I don't know if that's an actual phrase but um he's he's doing he's doing his best to rebuild the bridge that he uh yeah. that he burned and you know whether or not he agrees with what he's doing his ultimate goal is to get back in with his team and start playing uh and start playing again so yeah. I, I think um you know hats off to hats off to Reynoso I hope that this uh, upward trend continues.
1: We'll, uh we'll see. Hopefully that uh, hopefully things happen and he gets back on the pitch sooner rather than later because we're going to need him because uh, after Wednesday's game, guys, it came out that uh, was it Wednesday? after Wednesday's game it was Robin Ludd, mm. uh was injured. He has a torn meniscus in his knee, um, which is he's getting surgery on, which means he's probably out for four to eight weeks, if not more. And that's a big blow to us. Even though Robin hasn't scored a goal yet this year, uh, he has been on the pitch like all the time in different positions this year, filling in for wow. people, midfield, strike, I mean, everywhere. He's been everywhere again. He's um, so yeah.
2: Yeah, he's a steady presence. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I saw somebody make make light of it that um, you know, well, he hasn't scored any goals. Who cares? And I was like, man. That dude's a steady presence in that midfield. You know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. consistently near eighty percent passing. He plays, he tracks back on defense okay. really well.
3: It,
0: uh, it,
2: I mean, and he man, I mean, takes up the space I, he
3: needs to. You know? Yeah
2: it it yeah.
0: it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. I mean, wasn't you know, saying Ben's first goal directly, you know, from you know, assisted by Robin Lud fed fed the ball yeah. in. I mean, he you touch it. That's it. His passing, his presence. He's extremely important to this game, regardless of where he's playing. He's played right wing, midfield, center attacking mid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this. Is, and
2: I think the thing that you have to really stress is he's steady. He's calm. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you never really see him erratic or doing anything crazy generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he does, it's maybe like 10, 15 percent of his play. Yeah. I mean he's just this if steady, that. calm Be, presence. You know, yeah.
0: before yeah, before this in, yeah, and in, in the injury, Tony, as you alluded to, it, it happened during the game. Um, and and I think Heath credited, uh, Robin Lud for you know continuing to play through whether he should have or not. But um, I guess where I'm going here is if you asked Heath before that game. Who, who is the most important footballer? He's used that term many times. Who's the most important footballer on the team? I'd be surprised if he didn't start with Robin Ludd. And if he didn't, he'd be one or two or three, I would assume. He's, he's a critical piece for this team. There's just no arguing that. And I know, I think where this frustration from some of those fans, maybe that were making those comments comes from just the fact that this team's not scoring goals. Robin Luden hasn't scored goals. Nobody's scoring goals. So other than, I guess, yeah. Bongi. Bongi, but uh, yeah, I think that's part of the frustration is, oh, he's not, he has, he's not scoring goals for this team. We don't need him. Well, we know that's not true. I hope most people out there know well, that as well.
2: You know, the problem, is, the problem is, and not that we want to go into this con discussion too much. Um, Dave, you hit it on the head. No one's scoring goals. and it, But the thing is, is, everyone's using that for arguments these days. Like, oh, they're not scoring goals. Well, they shouldn't be on the pitch. Oh, they're not scoring goals. We should get rid of them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, what, what is this? Like, I get it, you know, goals win games, right? But it's not like the goal is the only thing a player should be doing, even in terms of a forward, it's not their only job. I mean, what is it? It, It's like this instant or immediate gratification thing that's going on where people just need to have like the, the goal. They have to have that. They have to have Mm -hmm. the score. There's so much more to the game than, than yeah. scoring goals. And if you're not scoring goals, it can be so many, so many reasons for why you don't.
3: Yeah. So perfect exa-
2: it, It's just bizarre that that comes up at all. And it's just bizarre that people. Yeah.
3: Know, a, per- a perfect that. example of that. I mean, look at what David Beckham did. Arguably one of the most uh, important players on the England squad at the time, but was he scoring goals? No, he, he was, he, I mean, scoring a little, but, yeah. uh, no, he was he was a playmaker. He was the guy who made it possible to score goals. So, And that's what yeah. Robin Lude can be. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, it's, he's, he's, it's going to be rough, especially with the fact that we don't have Reyes, Tony, you alluded to. I mean, you know, the, the midfield is already a mess. Um, even with players scoring goals for the midfield, it's still a mess. Like, I can make argument upon argument why Bongi shouldn't be playing, shouldn't be starting. Even though he's scoring goals, the midfield's a mess, and it has a lot. I think that leads into why we have three forwards who can't score goals. So to lose Robin Hood now is really painful. Yeah.
0: um, Yeah. Yeah. And and Tony, and just before we move on, just one last thing. As you said, 48 weeks, and I I don't know – a whole lot about this injury. Obviously, it's never happened to me or anybody else that I know. But I, you know, you, this comes up in, in the NFL quite a bit, especially running backs. Um, and to me, just hearing that, hearing what his injury was, requiring surgery, it to me, it sounds like eight weeks plus. I mean, from what I've seen in the NFL. But
3: obviously yeah, I was surprised to hear different. four to eight weeks for sure. It's, it's <clears throat> I, um, I, I certainly hope it's four to eight weeks. But uh, I, yeah,
2: I'm fairly certain uh, the Twitter account. And then UFC News made mm-hmm. a comment that it could actually be as few as a few weeks, like yeah. three weeks. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I've always thought that meniscus if, if it required surgery, Dave, I'm with you. I always thought it would be yeah. two months minimum. Totally.
1: That's, yeah. that's yeah. what I thought, but no, that's yeah. it's obviously a micro surgery. Obviously, they yeah. can go in there and just kind of they don't like cut your knee all the way open and just like start divvying shit up in there. I mean <laughs> They got all these new lasers and, you know, little <laughs> tiny <laughs> knives and shit that they put in there, you know. True. Yeah, I got that shit, you know. Yeah, well, um, get well so- soon, Robin Loon. Yeah. That's sure. uh, right. So let's talk about the match from last Wednesday. This was uh, against Houston. This was at Allianz Field. This was a weird I'll, – I'll call it the weird Wednesdays because it's the weird Wednesday match where we're playing on Wednesdays, which isn't it's happening very often this year, I mean, this As is, is almost, no. did it, did every other
0: team play on Wednesday? I believe or just pretty about? sure they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. They did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of them did. I believe. Yeah. Which third, started... everybody's on the same footing, which I guess is nice for, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of those teams aren't also in the U S open cup, but uh, that's a good problem to have. Maybe
1: Wednesday was the start of a seven, plus well, a three games in a week for us. Uh, so you have the game against Houston. And of course, last game we'll talk about, which is in Portland and then we go down to Houston on Tuesday night to play the US Open Cup match. Yep. So we have three games in, in a week. Um, so going to this game, guys, of course, no Ray, because, well, Ray's not really technically back yet. <laughs> we'll be saying um, that for a while, probably. But... Yeah. Uh, but uh, we had Amria up top. So we left him, kind of, we got him up there. We back in our 4 2 3 1 once again. Um, and. <laughs> We're not going to go in depth in this game, guys, because really all the action happened in the first 15 minutes, and that was Bonky scoring goal in the 14th minute. Um, yeah, which which got the fans at Allianz Field up in Adam. They're like, Woo, fantastic! It, it um, was. I mean,
0: I had to um, I had to go back and look at this again and again. It's just, and especially you know, as we're talking about it, almost you know half week ago. Man, that giveaway, that bad. I don't know what the Houston. What midfielder was thinking? But it—he was attempting what looks like a had looked like a long, long backwards pass, just really risky in traffic, trying to thread the needle to a teammate backwards, and it kind of deflect. Uh, Luis Amaria was right there. I don't know that he got a piece of it, but I think it was a defender that actually, you know, tried to clear it out, but it you know came. Right into a streaking, uh, Bongi. So you know, credit to Longway, you know, for his run down down the left left hand side of the pitch. But uh, yeah, he was he got into a great position. Just I think it was more luck than anything else. You wouldn't expect that bad turnover. But uh, yeah. yeah, credit to Bongi for his finish on that to get that through. Yeah. Well, Seemed like a low well, percentage shot, but he did it.
1: Little uh little toe little toe toe poke yep. to the right of the goalie there, and uh, yeah, it was it was actually Anna Maria who started the whole thing. Uh, getting in the face of the defender, and then uh, getting it off to... Yeah, that pressure. Bongi, yeah. the pressure, and then that was that was it. And Bongi had it. And, and Bongi had two defenders on him, which is usually yeah. in this situation, yeah. he's got two defenders on him, you're not scoring a goal. Well, he somehow got that toe poke around yeah. both defenders to the right of the goalie, scored the goal... Yeah, I'm, gl- was- I'm glad you
0: mentioned Luis. Yeah, sorry, Tony. But yeah, because it was, Luis did have impact on that play. It wasn't just luck there. I mean, he, the defender had no choice because Luis Amaru was coming right onto the ball. And then the defender thought he maybe was, he was taking a chance to poke it out wide, hopefully clear it. That did not happen right in a bonky.
1: So, so exciting. Mm-hmm. What a way to start the game. Yep. What a way to start. And then basically, guys, we held on for the rest of the game. Uh, our defense held up. Our goalkeeping held up. Uh, after our discussion last week about goalkeepers' numbers and how DSC is not doing well and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? He pitches a shutout on Wednesday. Yep. But, so there you go.
2: Yes, and that's that's important because um, his passing sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But beyond that, hey, so if, he's blocking, if he's keeping balls out of the net, it doesn't matter.
1: His pass, his pass, his his passing does suck, David. You are correct. It, it hasn't always uh, I watched, been that way, though. I watched some. I'll watch some bad passing this weekend at my daughter's tournament from the goalies. <laughs> yeah. I watched goalies who tried to kick the ball and they'd miss the kick. I watched. A, there was actually a goalie on my, my daughter's team. She was putting out uh, passes, uh, throwing them overhand, uh, better than uh, DSC has. She had one where she hit a kid in stride, and I was like, "My God, I wish DSC could do that shit." Uh, but he's—he's you know, he's got better at that. Who was? But he yeah. does
2: better on the underhands in yeah. stride. That the yeah. overhand is little, little sketchy. But
1: who was our former goalkeeper in the beginning? There, what was his nuts? Remember, he was terrible at distribution too. Shuttleworth. Shuttleworth. Yeah, worth was really with terrible at distribution terrible distribution
2: however i think i think dane's pretty close
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <okay>. the,
2: the <laughs> thing the thing with dane is that he does well at the major major part of his job mm-hmm. Bobby was okay at that part of the job and sucked at
0: distribution yeah. so, i mean and so david is is of your opinion that he's kind of been this way since he came on with the team or
2: Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to get a distribution. And I've I've argued that's why he's never going to be starter for Canada. I I don't think he can. I I don't think he's up to that quality. Um, He will. But he's still young. I mean, he can still work on it. I mean, the the question is whether we have people at Minnesota who can actually help him fix this issue because this issue has been an issue since the beginning, and it hasn't changed. In fact, sometimes this season, I feel like it's gotten worse. In fact, yeah. this past game, last night, he was 0% in success rate. And usually he's got
3: a couple. I mean, he was 0%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy he doesn't come too far out of his net uh, anymore, because he used to do that in the beginning, too. Yeah.
2: and it, That's that's true, Connor. He's, there are some things that he he was very bad at, like coming off his line being erratic in his defending that he's gotten much better at. So there are, th- he's working on things. Yes. Uh, maybe the distribution's next. I
1: don't know. He's not, again, I, I, I love DSC. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, you know, I I, I can't see anybody else in, on this team playing as good a goal as he can. Um, and he's our um, goalie for the near, for the for foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. Until Fred Hemming until Fred becomes you know the next man up, which is gonna be another couple of years at least. Yeah, you know. And it, so, you know,
2: and again, it's important, as I said, the his primary job is to keep the ball out of the net. Everything mm-hmm. else you can deal with as long as he's keeping the ball out of the net.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So he's so, doing that, so we deal yeah. with it. Yep. Yeah. So and, yeah, we,
0: great. Great to see the clean sheet. It really was, yeah. especially after yeah. a couple of rough games, whether they were all no. his fault or not. But clean sheet it. Is, so it and true. and let's not gloss over the fact that uh, they got to sing uh, "Wonderwall" for the first time in an MLS match game. And uh, I wasn't
3: fucking there. I that oh was. It was the first win at home, uh, and whoa. it was the first get first home game that I hadn't been to all year. And it was their first win. I wasn't fucking there. I was so at pissed. Least,
0: at least you were there for the Open Cup match, right? I and, was but, there for the Open Cup you, match. You, That's you true. and a you and one hundred and fifty other people. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, you had. Uh, I'm assuming a close to capacity cl- crowd. On I, it was a Wednesday night, but I, I watched yeah. it. Obviously, there was a good crowd there on yeah. Wednesday night, even. So
3: yeah, uh, well, and and guys, uh, this begs the question: All the talk about DSC is that we know that uh, I mean we faced Houston on Wednesday, but now we face them again on Tuesday down in Houston. Um, the last open cup game, we put Clint Ehrman in goal. Uh, do we do that again or do we put DSC? I guess, we're, we're, I up. we're
2: in it too advanced.
1: And let's though, and let's, let's yeah. fat. let's talk about the I, fact, guys. I think I everybody knows. I think everybody knows we're talking about this game from last night shortly here. Everybody knows we won last night and it was another shutout by Dane. So you, you go with the odd hand, Connor. I mean, he's got yeah. two shutouts in a row, you know, go with the odd hand. I, you don't don't fuck with shit. So I 100% I agree
3: that... with I I 100% agree with you, but it's the Open Cup. I don't know if yeah. uh I, I don't know it, if so Heath's gonna take it seriously in, or not.
2: Yeah, in my opinion, my opinion, he should play Dane because we're advanced enough. Because I agree. Um, yeah. one, it, honestly, Dane can play, you know, three games in a week, um, if he had to. But two, we're playing Salt Lake next, and um, I. I don't think there's a lot of risk there as long as our defense continues to play the way it has been. Um,
0: I, I love, I, I, yeah, I, I love your takes. I, I just, I, I'm kind of, if I had to, if you ask me the question, I, I'm, I would predict Clinton Irwin to be in goal. I, I mean, I hope I'm done. wrong. I really,
2: I mean, today uh, to your point though, Irwin is, is for sure manageable in that position. Yeah. I, I think Irwin could play in MLS. As a starter, He is. I,
0: so, I think I, I, I do think, though, I'm not disagreeing, David, but David, but I agree that I, I, I just think that in that match against uh, Blanken, but, you know, the three, three Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia. you know, I don't know that that game would have gone to extra time with uh, Dane and that I just I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that it would have. But but clearly, no, nobody, nobody here is arguing that that Clint yeah. is better than Dane. But I'm just. You That's know, why yeah. I kinda and hope that, you're right. I hope we see Dane. I team. I also yeah. don't
2: I don't agree with you at all on that take, but
3: <laughs>
1: I, I just think
2: that <laughs> those goals were not anything to do with goalkeeper. I think that was tired everything, hmm. in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Can I can I say something about changing no. up lineups? No, you can't. changing up changing up lineups <laughs> before before an open cup yeah. game. You know, like Adrian Heath likes to do that. And he did that one time he did this, you know. He took a guy called called named DQ out of the lineup for a game against Atlanta yeah. that we all traveled to, and then that was lost. for the
3: U.S. Open Cup.
1: But exactly. wasn't
2: there there was more to that though?
1: I was, like but there were, it wasn't all. like there was, but it wasn't like anything bad. It was like his training or something like that. But it was yeah. like, come on,
2: yeah. I feel like he was he was making a point with Dane. I mean, I,
1: sorry,
3: with Darwin. Yeah, with DQ with Darwin. Yeah. He was, but I, that's I think not this, the time okay, I, to make a point, though. And then, well, as we all final said, final for a well, ma- major out. trophy.
0: That's I. It's not, but that's, yeah. that's the way he didn't. <laughs> if, if my memory if my, is my memory failing me, or didn't he? They finally came in the game late and actually scored the goal for Minnesota. Yes, in he game, did. Atlanta. Yes, so he did. Who no, knows what would have no. happened. No, no it, it, didn't. it was Robin Lud. Robin Lud okay. scored okay. right oh, after he, halftime. He did he did yeah. come in late though, didn't he? He did come in. He come came in yeah.
3: probably with like 20 15 yeah. minutes left to yeah. go right on there.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I I've got one that kind of rolls rolls us right into the Portland game and and can you continue this talk about USF Open Cup lineup rotation. Um speaking of rotation, as we roll into Portland here, um for the second straight game now, uh Sang Bin has been on the bench to start the match, where, as the last few matches prior, since he came here, he I think you know he got a couple starts. Now he's been on the bench. I wonder if he might not be a starter in the U.S. Open Cup uh, game on on Tuesday. I would expect that he probably would. Maybe even Mendez Garcia,
1: you know, well, he either I either him. I would next.
2: think that's a pretty good. I mean, yeah. I would think so.
1: Yeah, he can't. Heath can't oh. start a, a straight the games in a row. Doesn't work that way, right? Oh. right not this year. <laughs> Can't do it. Not this year. Not happen. Uh, I think uh, same Ben will probably get this. I I bet you he'll get the start somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Mender gets the start and same Ben gets the start. That's,
0: that's what I and
1: yeah. So, but uh, yeah, you're right, Dave. Amaria got the start the second time up top against Portland last night. Uh, we also had uh, Rosales uh, on the left in this game because Robin Lud, of course, is injured. So, Rizalz mm-hmm. gets a start up on uh, the left. Uh, Franco had, is in the middle, and of course Bongi was on the right. Uh, Sonny Dotson got to start in the middle with uh, Will Trap, and then the back line, of course, was pretty much the same, except uh, no, it was the same. Um, yeah. So, and our bench, our bench, once again, guys, looking very thin with the two goalkeeper option off the bench, just in case we need another goalkeeper off the bench. <laughs> So
0: yeah.
1: it, it shouldn't be that thin, though. I mean, you got Menor Garcia,
0: you got Curvin Ariaga, you've got Sang Ben, you've got Valentin and Kalman. I mean, yeah. yes, they have two goalkeepers, yeah. but I don't know. That's a good looking bench right now, minus the fact that we don't have Lude, right? well,
2: and nobody's scoring goals. I think the the problem is that we have, yeah, we have no. We have no attackers, right? I mean, we have Mender and Dunbar, both forwards. I I mean, saying min is technically a forward, but he can play midfield. Um, So when you look at it that way, we technically have three forwards and three defenders and two goalkeepers. I mean, that is a really thin Mm – that's really thin.
0: It's
1: not but. not the best situation.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. being
1: too optimistic again. There you go. There you go. Well, it's it's. Well, I don't get the fact is I, I, I they have Eric Dick and of course Irwin on the bench. It's like take one of those guys off the bench and pull up a midfielder or somebody from well, the juice Deuce. The Deuce. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like just the, like the they the have done with
3: Eway in the past, and yeah. they, they did it with Eway, and they did it with um uh, the, who was who was the other guy before? I I can't remember, but. Uh, but yeah, what I, I totally agree with you. Why is that? Why there's no reason to have three keepers on, on your bench. Uh, cause if one of them gets in, if two of your keepers are getting in, injured, I don't think that's a, <laughs> I I don't think that's a, a coincidence. I think that's a training issue. So no. there's no need for that.
2: I, I think the problem is though, that even with the two goalkeepers on the bench, we're still a player short on the yeah. bench, so yeah, it's like we would actually, if we wanted to pull a goalkeeper, we'd actually technically have to bring two guys up from them in UFC two. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, I just think we're we're a mess, and I'm glad I don't I don't recall if you guys mentioned this while I was on suspension or not. Um, but did you guys talk about the fact that we got a new head of scouting?
0: that we, we did bravely okay. about it? yeah yeah but we then, didn't get we um, didn't get we didn't go into the weeds on it but we, we yeah did so
2: i mean i i hope that that means that they realize our scouting sucks and we need to get more players on our mm-hmm. senior team yeah not and, just yeah. on the MNUC two, too
0: right yeah. and um, i don't I, it, it's it's funny how this works out. Like, not that I'm backtracking, but it's like we, you know, we just we were talking about people criticizing Robin Lud and oh well, we weren't we aren't going to miss him. Here you go. Here's just another reason your bench looks substantially weaker without Robin yeah. Lud starting this game. So, true that. There you go.
1: True that. So, uh, guys, this game starts off and it's a total 180 from last from the game on Wednesday uh, because we have no scoring. Uh, yeah. this whole game until until the end. Um, start off last game. I don't know you guys. This we had some attempts here and there in the first, but not really anything. Uh, Amria it, missed a shot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, there was a couple things. I know, I know. You know, David, you're on the East Coast. Goodness, this game started at almost eleven o'clock your time. Yeah, but it was I, there was a couple things from from this game that kind of struck out to me. Struck me, you know. Uh man, Luis Samaria, he was involved in this game. He he had some opportunities. It was a frustrating game for Luis and they just continue. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that are saying pull him. He can't start. Um, he, he almost has to start a majority of our games, in my opinion. David, I think you agree, but it was rough. He didn't have his best game. I don't even know if I would say he didn't, he didn't necessarily have a bad game, but he again, he had a couple opportunities that he clearly didn't make the most of.
2: Um, well, you know that's been his story all season. I, yeah. I, I think you know it's it goes back to the yips, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is why Dave, you know, to piggyback you, I think this is why he needs to start basically every game. Yeah, you have to just accept the fact that something's not clicking, and see if he can work through it. Tony, it, to your point earlier, if you keep rotating through your strikers to see which one's going to fit, fix the problem, you might be ignoring the problem. You might be exactly. ignoring the real problem. I mean, but, it's I, – yeah, I, I think he, yeah, he had a very – he had a poor game. I mean, yeah. he had a good game offensively. He had a poor game when it came to doing
0: – Yeah. The goal story. Yeah, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, so I'll I'll pivot quickly and say the another thing that, and we'll see what you guys think about this. uh, uh, The other thing that you know really um, popped for this for this game to me is is Joseph Rosales. He he took advantage of an opportunity here. Um, last night and, and i think he made the most of it he he was yeah he, he was a start or at least in the, right in the middle of some promising attacks of course Tony like you mentioned there was no goal scored until the death but he was very involved in this game he looked great most of the opportunities i think came through resolve in some way or the other so he really stepped up when this team needed to and you know he needs to as well because he has not you know obviously started too many uh, games for this club so that was issues- really positive for me.
1: And the issue now, he, he had yes, he had a great game from the first half. I watched; he was very active on the attack. He was doing what we needed to do. He had some shots on goal. It was fantastic.
2: He did great shot That uh, what's his name? block. yeah. yeah. My did concern I, now, I
1: guys. Did. My concern now, guys, is the fact that Robin Lud is is injured. Okay, right. There's no Renoso, so if you're gonna stick Rosales up top, your midfield now is three guys. You got three guys rotating. You got Dotson, you got Ariaga and you got Will Trapp. Those are your three yeah. defensive midfielders. So, we have to be really careful now uh with injuries, with you know how much they're playing, all that type of stuff because you have no backup anymore. Lud was your backup. Yeah, and, was your guy.
2: Dan, yeah, and, you now you know, I not. think I I think Sengbin is officially a midfielder at this point. I don't yeah. think – I think he you answered. take him out of the forward um, depth chart and you move him to the midfield because you're right, Tony. You have no one else in midfield except him, and you're not going to put Mender there. So I, I think you know people calling for a change up top, their their only option is Mender because you put Sang Bin up on top in the starting 11, and you have no one if something goes wrong in that midfield. Um, I mean, I suppose I mean, you could you throw could, in, you know, Dobson you, or Ariaga in you, some way, but
1: at at the midfield, you could if you had to throw Kalman. I think at the midfield, defensive mid, I think you would be okay. Yeah, I, I be suppose you could do some,
2: you could do some weird rotation, yeah. but if, yeah. if you wanted to try to stay true, yeah. you this is it. Yeah, you're right, Tim. This is it.
1: Ros Rosales is. I mean, and and again, it's tough. It's tough to watch a guy like Rosales have a great game like he had last night and say, well, we can't, we shouldn't really play you up there because you're kind of needed in the midfield, but we also kind of need you up top because you show that you can actually do some stuff up top Yeah,
0: left wing and David, maybe, you know, this, I don't know it off the top of my head, but obviously, you know, he was brought in as a defensive mid for, for what we assume for this team, but he he has some left wing experience doesn't he's he he's actually a left winger yeah yeah okay right. and that's what yeah, i thought yeah. and 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 that that's why tony to your point um I, I was wondering you know he is unfortunately rosales has not really had an op, had many opportunities for this club now we have a need you know in, on one of the wings left wing or you know whatever how, how they rotate it but now we have a need so now we're seeing him he's making the most of the opportunity i think yeah
2: I, you know i i think the the issue was that obviously Franco existed on the left wing, mm-hmm. and it, he's played time. He spent time in, in defensive midfield um, on the on the left side, I believe. Um, and so it made sense to kind of have him back there and use him more sparingly there, because Franco has always been pretty good at playing a full ninety, generally, or at least eighty. So there wasn't a whole lot of need for him on that left wing. So yeah, now he's got the opportunity to actually show what he can do on the left side of midfield, like but, he yeah. did last but night. We, I, I think his passing could be his long passing could be better. He had a few yeah. ugly long passes last
1: night. Um, but then we go, we go back to scouting again. David, is that if Rosales is going to be up front now, then you have a you have a deficit the mid the defensive midfield. So you should have you should have a veteran in there to cover, right? Right. I mean, yeah. it all it all comes back to how this team was built.
3: Um, yeah, and you also I, have a problem I, with I, overcrowding the the depth on the attack too, because you have uh, in a perfect world you have Reynoso, you have Lud, you have uh, you have Lungwane, you have um, Dotson who could possibly play play up there, and now you have Rosales uh, and. Now you have to choose between all these players saying, "Hey," and um, it's it can be a good problem to have to have all this talent going up yeah. front. Uh, but then, of course, when you're when you've got an over overage of depth uh, in the in the attacking but in, in the attacking half, and then a little bit of a deficit in the defensive mid. Um, d- yeah, I, I I don't I forgot where I was going with that. I, One. Any? Um, I, well, any
2: it's, uh, it's fine.
3: It's fine. I'll, I'll, what I'll what say, you're saying?
2: We Yeah. yeah. The, the depth it. is a bit funky. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, the the big thing is you want the vast majority of managers kind of stick with a single single game plan. They don't rotate out of that game plan too much. Yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of four, two, three, ones going to a four four uh four, four, two or four, three, three, whatever, and back to four, two, three, one. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is, because of that, they have a, that they have that philosophy. And so they scout based on that philosophy. Well, that's what we kind of did, because Rosales, for instance, he can play in that say six or eight, but then he's meant for that left wing. So he filled two roster, you know, he filled two depths depth spots the problem with the 4231 is we don't have somebody to fill that 10 spot so now we're in a situation where our most important role is gone and so we're trying to feed that most important role or build that most important role with people who don't really belong there and it's making our depth chart look bad i mean i i think overall the scouting well quality of scouting is poor. But the the scouting in terms of our positional players, it's actually pretty solid. I mean, they they bring in players who can fit into that philosophy. It's just they're not very good.
0: Yeah. Well, very well said, David. That was extremely well said. So, I guess my final point in this game, and if you guys want to add things uh, afterwards, great. But my final point is basically, yeah, this game was nil nil until the death. But in my in my opinion, Minnesota played. You know, without Robin Lude coming on the road, West Coast, Portland, I think they played a really, really solid game, you know, especially on the road. I mean, possession was pretty equal throughout most of the game, especially through the first half. But even most of the game was pretty even. You know, we had Minnesota, maybe. I don't know. I think going out at halftime, for example, I think I mean, it was clear that Minnesota was the better team. Of course, you know, nothing, nothing, you didn't have the final touches that we needed, but Minnesota was a better team going into halftime coming out was the same way. I mean, Minnesota played a good game on the road against Portland. And as you know, we all we're going to talk about the really the only minute that mattered in this game in a little bit, but. Uh, for pretty much 95 minutes this team played well in my opinion and uh, I think we Tony and I we talked about this yesterday Uh, actually Minnesota does have a winning record versus Portland overall obviously we had success in the Open Cup and and, and Mm in regular season in MLS play they have the advantage not so much recently I think we had that 4-4 draw last year at Allianz and then they yep. beat us at in Portland so not so much recently but overall we have had success with this team the the, the fans that we ran into a year pointed that out to us kind of made us feel a little more optimistic uh, I think Tony but just a good game on the road and so by the end of this game last you know 15-20 minutes as we approached midnight uh, central standard time I I was yes. just I was feeling pretty good but I was still yeah. You know, From what we've seen, I was just, come on, let's hang on, let's hang on, let's hang on. Let's get that point on the road. And I would have been happy with that at this point, well, I think, based on how the
1: team played. Well, let's let's talk about this final goal, guys, because this is, I mean, of course, everybody knows Bongi scored the winning goal, and he scored both winners now, the winner uh, from Wednesday back and the back. winner now back to back. Uh, this goal was a little bit, uh, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a defensive breakdown. It was a little bit, but not too much. Uh, he had it outside the box came in kicked it around a couple of guys got left corner scored the goal it's one of those shots that usually doesn't happen i mean it it looked like it shouldn't have happened am i right i mean well it, yeah. it looks like you didn't get defenders a, a, should have been on him
3: well the, the I, defenders were just kind of standing in front of him they weren't they were pressuring lax, him it, lax, at it, all it's a basic Defending. It, I don't think it
0: got a deflection. <clears throat> maybe the goalkeeper was blocked, but I mean, you have to credit Bongi for, for his shot. I mean, there's no doubt about sure. it. He, 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 fooled, he At the very <clears throat> least, it looked like the goalkeeper reacted late. So maybe he was fooled, maybe he was yep. blocked, but yep. I mean, he put it in a great spot. I mean, it, yep. it hit the back of the net in the back corner of the net. But Tony, I just want to back up and make just one point. This literally, ha- that was the last kick of the game for all intents and purposes purposes it basically was I think Portland kicked it off and maybe somebody else touched it but it was essentially the last kick of the game for Bongi but and that's why it was so unexpected I know Connor you and I were awake to see it live but Mm. at that point in the game I thought the game was over I genuinely believed okay they're gonna blow the whistle any second you could see Heath calling for them to blow the whistle so I was just ready I was you know it was in Portland's half so I was you know happy okay this game is going to end in a draw I'm gonna be happy but I, here's where I'm going. You got to give Mender Garcia some credit because he could have taken that ball to the corner. He could have taken the time. This game would have been over, but credit Mender Garcia, you know, he t- instead of just going to the corner, he takes this ball, he dribbles, makes the move, gets the ball out wide. I think it really all starts with Mender. He's the reason this goal was scored, you know, instead of going to the corner, I don't know if Heath was yelling at him or not, but Mender Garcia, sure. He really started this play and is ultimately – start yeah
3: i totally agree and uh you know the thing is with, with with mender garcia's possession is that he is uh being watched by three or four timbers back there and but none of them are trying to close him down they're all just standing in front of the goalkeeper and he's allowed uh, what seems like an eternity on the ball mm-hmm. um when he when he passes it into the middle who, who was it who made the final pass there. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, And, but yeah, he is allowed to keep the ball for, I mean, seconds turned into hours in that one. Um, But uh, I mean, again, it's just the, the, the defense just, there was no, there was no closing down. It was just obstructing. And I think, and I think again, you're right, Dave, that's, uh, that's, that I, I don't know if it got a deflection or not or, but it was definitely blocking uh those people, players were definitely blocking the keeper and the the shot that bongi had um he it was hit at such an awkward speed mm. that uh that the goalkeeper didn't even get uh, a hand on it no. did he get a hand on it i i don't know I, I don't i don't no, no he, i don't think he did yeah okay uh, it really um, surprised him yeah it's uh, it's i mean it's cuz it's not it's not a bolt from the blue, but it's also, but it's fast enough to where it can get past the goalkeeper. But it's a save that the goalkeeper definitely should have made. I just don't think he was expecting it that way. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to
2: take the really negative role position Uh-oh. on this. I'm going to take everything away from Bongi. I think <laughs> that he he had a perfectly paced ball, right? I'm going to give him that. However, this was. This was saved if Bravo didn't, as Connor, you pointed out, uh, Bravo and I believe it was McGraw didn't block Ivacic. If if he did not get blocked, if his view did not get blocked, that ball was saved. Um, they were so lazy in defending, as Connor already pointed out, Never. that it was just that ball was going in, it, No unless he like mishit it, it was going in. I mean, I mean there was no.
0: It was sheer, just shit shittery. It shit is funny. House it is
2: funny.
3: Shit. I mean, obviously Did they weren't.
1: Hold By the bull- Dave, Dave, stop. Yep, yep. David just said shit, shit,
3: shittery. Um, shittery, shithousery I, I was trying shit, to say shittery. shit houseery.
1: Yeah, shit <laughs> shittery. New <laughs> shit, phrase from shittery. David. Shit, shit shittery. That's a new
2: phrase. Yeah, okay. I mean, new I, phrase coined like by a, David Sterling. Yeah, like like I said, I don't want to take it away from Bungie. But I seriously think yes, had know. they been playing decent defense, he would not. That shot would have well, gone in. Th- well, I man, mean, and it, and it wasn't anything Bongi did. It was the defense was just shitty. Yeah.
0: Agreed, agreed, and that's why that's why I wanted to go back and bring up Mender is because I I think the defense. I mean, obviously they weren't gonna, by the time the ball got to even when you know with the ball on Mender's feet, and especially by the time they got he got it to Ariaga. There was no way the whistle was going to be blown. But I I almost feel like the defense had kind of just given up. You're right, Dave. Yeah, I think the de- defense had kind of half expected Mender to go to the corner and end the game, but he didn't. He kept it alive and I think the defense was just this game's over. We're we're taking a point a disappointing yeah. point on at home and I mean that's it, and that's
1: a
2: rookie mistake. Yeah, it mistake. felt, yeah, it felt yeah. like it felt like, you know, an extended time I mean, extra God, extra time, sort of. I'm tired. I just can't defend anymore. Yeah. Well, and I want to go home. Type. Yeah. It's going. Type f-
1: it's it's the it's the old. Um, we're at home. We're just going to try for the point now because it's late yeah. and this is the last yeah. shot and this will very probably, probably be gonna, the last attempt on
3: goal. Yeah. yeah Nobody's right. going to make but, it. But like
2: yeah. I like I said, I fully agree. the The pace on that ball was perfect. Yeah. It's just. I think that was saved had Bravo, and like I said, I believe it was McGraw, um yeah. mm-hmm. didn't block the view of what Bongi was doing. Right. Because yeah. no one puts a ball across the box like that yeah, and yep. not have it go in. I mean, not have it saved, sorry.
0: And I, and this one, this one, just this one at the death for the Loons felt so yeah. great because, like I said, I mean, I, I I'm going to stand by it. I think the Loons played a really good game considering the fact they were on the road in Portland. But I mean, prior to that goal, I mean, for the last 20 minutes, you know, I alluded to the fact that I was just hoping they could hang on because it was Portland in the last 20 minutes that had the better it was, opportunities. It was.
3: You know, it wasn't yeah. Minnesota. It was Portland, and you know, so. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, we were just uh, to hang on to the point there, Dave, you know, 10 seconds before that mm-hmm. attack by Minnesota, Portland was in our half uh, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. for a goal of their own. Mm-hmm. So I thought after that, I thought after that try, that game was going to be over. They take it out of the half and boom, the, wh- the whistle's blown. Um, yeah. So, it's and yeah, it's I, I thought that the game was going to be over. And then, of course, we all know what happened next. Yeah, um, you know,
2: I, I think... A big thing to take from this is not only did we finally have that last second winner, but um, the defense is back on track. And in fact, I don't even want to say that. I think the defense has always been on track when it's mm-hmm. the normal formation. Um, yeah. I mean, but they looked they looked correct. And it, the reason I say that about the normal formation is against Kansas City, um, we had Ludd in the defensive midfield, which is weird. Lud yeah. has never been that great at defense. Um, and then the Vancouver match, it was um the three
3: three, three way I got
2: that. Do I have that switch around? It was three no, two I,
3: loss for uh, for Vancouver.
2: Well, was then... Vancouver the three three five two or was it? Yeah, Kansas I think City? it was
3: oh yes, yeah. It was the yeah. three five two for yeah. Vancouver. So so yeah.
2: Vancouver we had the weird formation, and then Kansas City, we had Lud in the defensive midfield. So yep. we were back to normal against Houston and back to normal against uh, against Minnesota against Portland, um, and it, so we looked normal. We looked like we have really the entire season defensively, yeah, yeah. and and what? so that's a positive. I hope Heath yeah sticks that in his cap and yeah forgets about this, switching things up.
0: I mean, yeah. and then we're, we're super. I mean, you know, Fongy with two game winners. We're super happy. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, again, it's one goal scored. Two wins though. What a difference three days can make. I mean, what mm-hmm. how would this team yeah. be looking without that six points gained in the last three yeah. days? Four days. Not good. Yeah. So much be-
1: needed. Before we go move on, guys, uh, three things at when this goal happened, three great things when this goal happened. One, you get the Callan Williams calls because Callan was on the game last mm-hmm.
3: night. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we get yeah. so you get the
1: long water, you know, that whole the whole situation, the score then after the score they 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 go over the camera goes over to the uh United fans in the stands the probably 10 people who made the trip to Portland
3: right, right. So out, it was out. like
1: 10 people like in the corner shout out to those guys cheering out in the corner and then top it off bonky gets a yellow card for excessive celebration for taking he took shirt his shirt off, off. Took running a shirt around off that's right run oh. around the field the pitch DSC d- d- it's on yeah.
0: that on that point Tony I don't want to interview three uh things but on that point, it was kind of funny. Like, he, Bongi was so excited. You can see, even uh, see at one point, the referee kind of gave him a pat on the back. Is like, well, you know, felt like he was saying, well done, son. Well done. But,
1: well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yellow card. And it's whatever. It's a yellow card. Who gives a yeah. shit? Right. Well, well but, done. Uh, Here's your yellow card. Oh, it's you know, Here's it's funny, done. Here's your but, yellow yeah. card. Here you go, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I had to say that. Those, those three things after that, during that goal, just made it incredible. Right. I mean, that's just the, of course, Callum. Making the call, it just brings you back to every game he called for the last, you know, six years. Yeah, six years. Um, we he called the one on back, Houston, Houston, back to too. Back. Yeah, it was back to back. He was back to back Houston. Calum. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But hear him call a game winner, you know, Callum, you guys know this. We've watched him for how many years? When it gets to the end of the match, his he gets a lot more like amped, excitable up. So for sure. Excitable, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think especially with the loons, I think there's an extra level to it. I don't know if anybody else else can tell, but I think when he's calling loons games now for Apple, he gets a little bit, he's not supposed to be, but I think he gets a little bit excited. You you can't help it though, man. You you can't.
0: Yeah, you you can't. You can't help it. And, but I mean, I'm going to get, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Apple TV, Apple TV in general. I, I, I really, I think their broadcasts are top notch. Certainly the video quality is a step above mm-hmm. what we saw on Valley's, you know, last yeah, year, year, years prior. So that's for me the biggest thing. But I mean, these announcing teams that they put together, I really, really enjoy it. As much as I miss having Cal and Kendrick call every single one of our games, you know, I, I really, I'm enjoying the the broadcast this year.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Also What's your third thing,
0: Tony? Because your first thing that was, was my
1: that was my those are my three things: the Callum, the Callum. Uh, the the shot the of fans. the shot of the fans, was... and oh, then okay, Bogey okay, at the outer. Gotcha. Uh, I just want to mention that one person here uh, called uh, the right score for the game what against Portland, and his name is Tony. It's me. <laughs> oh, Tony! Nice. Oh, yeah, look one, at that. Nice no, job. Do actually, you have I the not. scores? No, I did oh. not. Holy shit! I. Boo thought earns. I Boo. No, earns. I score. I I call the one nil loss to Portland. Okay. Holy shit. I oh, didn't. fine. you oh, Get the got score line,
0: Ryan. But you're 180. That's way out. You're way off. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think <laughs> I, I I'm ashamed to say I also predicted a loss. I can't remember if it was one or nothing or two nothing, but uh,
1: uh you I, guys predicted you both predicted a two-nil loss. You and David predicted okay. a two nil and then I Portland. think right, I so. think
0: I think against Houston, uh, I, forgot I, pre- it last week, I believe uh, I pre- I predicted a win against Houston but I was off did. on the score. I think I said two
1: you two nil on the score, Dave. I was two one on the score to lose the win. And uh down David on David was a one-one draw against Houston. So <laughs> from now on until
0: Ray, until Ray is playing a full 90, I'm not predicting balloons to score more than one goal. Just kidding. Well, I will guys, you know I will I know I will, that, I know that I will. isn't it terribly that's not terribly unsafe <laughs> right,
1: uh, right I don't like being uh, safe
0: though I like being optimistic.
1: Good <laughs> good seg good segue by the way with we'll, let's make predictions guys we have two games coming up here yeah, we another game week of Tuesday. Games. Yeah. We have a game Tuesday in Houston. That's the Open Cup match. If, and I say if, we are victorious in this match, we would then move on to play the winner of uh, uh, Austin and Chicago. And we would go to either Austin or Chicago. So that would be interesting, uh, mm-hmm. especially with Chicago. And then, of course, we have the match next Saturday night. That is against RSL, that is at home. Connor, you'll be at that match, I'm sure.
3: I will not, oh, i will not. Just told. Yeah.
1: I will be in gonna...
3: Wisconsin. Well, uh, I'll be there in spirit, but I will be in Wisconsin with my family that next weekend. And
1: if and if they, if they win again, Connor, you miss another Wonderwall singing? Or are you gonna be I'm going to be,
3: oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just, it makes it all the more important that I went to that U.S. Open Cup match yeah. against Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. God, <laughs> what, what are the odds? Well, yeah. You missed,
1: you know, you missed last week's podcast because you were
3: doing uh, garage sale prep. Okay, correction. I was roped into Rob's garage sale prep. There was <laughs> you,
1: you, you wanted yeah. to do it. You wanted to. I know. I good. can't.
3: I can't lie. Yeah. I, I was quite OCD about it. Do you guys yeah, make some, some good money shooter. on that? Hopefully. Um. We uh, yeah yeah we we made a good that we we got a team of like six of us that all put together some stuff. So our oh. our backyard was full um but uh each of us um each of each party each party probably made about uh two to three hundred dollars right around there yeah nice
1: uh well fantastic for you yeah. we our garage sales in a couple of weeks so i will let you guys know how that goes for us uh but let's uh go around robin guys uh let's predict when i in your turn predict both matches at the same time okay so connor we'll start All with right. you Prediction for the Houston, Minnesota US Open Cup match.
3: All right. Uh well, I do think we're a better team than Houston. Um, and I think uh that now that our defense is kind of back on track back on track, I think that we can once again go down to Houston and win. Um, so I'm going to I'm I'm gonna guess a 2-1 win, Minnesota. Um, I think that... Obviously, it all depends on whether Heath uh, decides to play the regular lineup in in U.S. Open Cup play. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go optimistic. I'm gonna go to one win, and uh, I'm I'll go one better. I think we go to Austin after that, not to mm-hmm. Chicago, to Austin, and
1: mm-hmm. then uh, the RSL match, which you will be missing because you're gonna be in Wisconsin.
3: Yes. Um, you know, <clears throat> there's a there's a good tradition behind that actually, because this is not the first home match. I have missed over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, every uh, no of uh, no Memorial Day match that I have been in Wisconsin for uh, has ever resulted in a loss. So I am going to go. So it's against RSL. RSL is not having a great season. I'm going to. I'm I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it a three no win. I, I think oh. I think we blow them away. Yeah. All right. Fair I see that. I see that look, David. I see that look. <laughs> well, hold on. The drinking look.
1: David, The last go podcast on Sundays. You've been drinking before the podcast.
0: Pre parting.
1: Mr. Oh, Mr. Oh, I forgot we have a podcast. I'm like five wines in, you know. Jiminy yeah. Christmas.
3: I mean, I, I should have. I should have just screenshotted that and just showed you it when it actually happens next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you all take right, it a uh, step
0: further than Connor and say that Reynoso
3: is going to score all three of those goals, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> which we, which we know I he won't probably that, won't. He I won't, won't go that far. I don't, I don't yeah. think Reynoso is going to play, no. but, uh, no, 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 but no, of course think, not.
1: yeah. Right. Uh, Dave, what about your predictions for the next? Week? Um, this this
0: one's tough. So obviously, Minnesota took care of business against Houston on Wednesday, but this is going to be a different club. We're in Houston. I mean, obviously, Hector Herrera and, and Bossy, who were not available last, you know, last week as we talk, will be available for that U.S. Open Cup. Now, that's not to say they'll start. But like, you know, you guys were referencing, you know, as we get deeper into this tournament, you'd expect to see, you know, a top flight lineup. However, I don't know if that's going to make a difference. Uh, Houston, I agree with you, Connor. I don't. I, I think Minnesota, even, you know, without Robin Lude, without Ray, I, I think Minnesota at this point in the season is a better club than Houston, but uh, I'm still going to have to go with the 1-0 scoreline, but optimistically predicting Minnesota will win on the road in Houston in the U.S. Open Cup in advance. So I'll go with that just because I, I don't think, you know, Houston's not scoring a lot of goals either, even with those two in the lineup, so. There's, and and R- against RSL, R- sorry Tony, go ahead. No, just to say against RSL. Go ahead. Yeah, and RSL. Um, you know what? I'm going to continue on this uh, optimistic trend because I this one. I think this is coming into form. RSL doesn't blow me away. I have not watched a lot of RSL, like probably a lot of people due to the scheduling and all the games happening at the same time. But um, I'm going to go. I'm going to be a little. I'm going to go 2-1 at home against RSL, Minnesota. All right. Cool. David,
1: predictions?
2: I'm a Dave. I think this U.S. Open Cup one's tough. Um, I I think we end up losing 2-1. I, I think it's going to – yeah, I, I think Houston's going to have scoring. We'll come back, but we're going to let one whether it's extra time or something it's just not going to go I'll, our way.
0: I'll tell uh, you what Dave, Dave started jumping. I'll tell you what though. If if you're right and they lose the game at Houston on Tuesday, I I hope it's in regular time though. I hope they don't have to go <laughs> yeah. You know, extra and I just to so lose too. the game, boy.
2: Yeah, um yeah, I'm going to go to a loss. Um Salt Lake, however, at home, I, I'm not gonna not gonna go all delusional like Connor did, but um <laughs> You know, the Salt Lake's shockingly has, well maybe not shockingly, um has played better on the road than we have at home. Um but we have oddly enough played poorly at home. So I think that's changing though. I don't I don't think we I think it was a bit of a fluke early on and I think we are going to be on our winning ways I mean we're two two in a row I guess there's that US Open Cup in the middle there but I'm talking regular season so I I think Salt Lake has allowed like second most goals in the in the west I think hmm. it's 20 something uh, it's pretty yeah, bad please. so uh
3: yeah you're right 22
2: all right, Yep. so I'm gonna go. I, I'll go 2 0, 2 0, Minnesota.
0: Two I'm nine. not doing that
2: three, that three spots a bit
0: much. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> that, that would be a, uh, a new high for the year, yeah. too, yeah. too mm-hmm. rich
2: for my blood. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, am I wrong? Did they score three? They, well, they technically they scored, did score three, but it took an extra three. time, yeah. yeah right. Regular, yeah. yeah, but regular MLS season,
1: I guess. Yes, yes, yeah. it would. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm gonna go. See against Houston, I see a mm, it's tough, yeah, as you're right, it's tough. um I'm gonna go with a two one win uh with Houston. I'm gonna go with Connor on that one. Uh, I just see the I see this winning streak continuing. I just see us having a these last two matches have been, especially this last match has I think built us up a little bit. so
0: well, and and look uh, at this club over the last literally two you know, year and a half now. they have been a street club, They'll lose. they really have yeah they'll go through these stretches where they're they can't seem to win and then they'll go through stretches equally as long where they can't seem to lose so yeah it goes both ways and maybe what we're gonna see
1: that again uh against rsl i i'm gonna go with uh david on this one i I think i see a two two nil win on this one too i just think rsl's like gonna give up at least two goals uh Connor's is a little bit off with the three, but man, it's it's potential. The potential is I, yeah. I hope he's not. I hope he's not. Especially if they get on him early, I think they'll kind of they'll kind of just back off and they will be crazy. So yeah,
3: yeah. yeah to be fair, so, the, like the the one game, one of the few, one of the games that I did miss uh, when I was in Wisconsin for Memorial Day was against RSL. Uh, that ended up being a one-one draw, but that was probably like that. I think that was two years ago now. God. Um, boy, boy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I might have to think about going to the RSL match in Connor's place. I mean,
1: <clears throat> I have
0: to. Yeah, do it out. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, we'll see, guys. What happens with the loons? Uh, hopefully, the winning streak continues. Um, we'll see, and uh, we'll see also how the Renelso thing works out when he comes back. I'm hoping at least in a, like two weeks. I'm hoping we get him back in this lineup. So we'll see. Uh, Connor, you got some uh, soccer history for us?
3: I got a little. Sure. Right, cool. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna switch over to May here because for some reason I was on April last time. Uh, May twenty first. So we're gonna go move back to May fourteenth. Oh, I've got a lot. Okay. So we've got <clears throat> May fourteenth, nineteen seventy eight, when kicks get a win, uh, uh, one nil away at the Detroit Express. That was. That, they still They still play in the same field, by the way. They still yes, play in the same exactly. soccer field. That explains right. so much. Sorry. Sorry. Um. There was uh, okay, and now then we'll go with May fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine, when the Thunder win one nil at the Sacramento Geckos. So that, that's a new one. Anyway. All right. Geckos. Uh, the day, the very day after that, the Thunder won at the San Francisco Bay Seals one nil. That makes sense. That does make sense. I think it's a I think mm-hmm. it's a funny funny name, but yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. And we'll go with we'll we'll do one more. How about that? Uh oh. Okay. So apparently before they were the St. Louis Steamers, they were the St. Louis Stars. Uh kicks won 2 know, at verse against the seven against the St. Louis Stars in nineteen
1: seventy six, May nineteenth. Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. yeah. But the stars in there. I think in seventy-six a lot of teams went with like the stars and the it was the five everybody's like, you know, all that bullshit. Yeah. I'm sure the all the uniforms had like stars and stripes on them for everybody. It was like a crazy time. For right? sure.
3: I mean, you yeah. remember all the all those uh uniforms that were being played in the indoor soccer league? They had a whole bunch of crazy designs on them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Connor, for that uh Minnesota Soccer history. Before we go guys, I have one funny story to talk about. This comes out of Germany, uh where our friend where our friend Johnny is from. Uh by the way, I did we didn't mention this last uh podcast. Uh, well I think we mentioned that Johnny had gone to Germany and he was at uh the Frankfurt uh the the, the club club store and uh do, the their their striker was there. What's his nuts? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh Yeah,
3: I, Oh, basically. um yeah, I'm he's a striker.
1: Basically. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I mean, he's,
2: he's really good. He's really good,
3: yes. he's really <laughs> really good. Yeah, That's about all I Oh, uh, Mouani. Mouani. Yeah, yeah, there we that's, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. So yeah.
1: he was there. So Johnny hears the guy talking to French. He turns around, and there he is with his buddy. So Johnny gets a picture oh. with the guy. Yeah. You yeah. know? What a weird quinky dink, right? That was pretty that crazy. Is that, that could only happen to crazy. John. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. That made
0: his day. That made his trip. Made his trip, yeah. Yeah, that was, he was so
1: happy. I talked to him shortly after he did that. That uh, was so cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's fantastic. So, yeah, he was over there doing that. So, yeah. So, uh, I mentioned that because, of course, this story comes out of Berlin, guys. Uh, A German surgeon has been fired after getting the hospital cleaner, the cleaner, to assist him in an amputation. So officials at a hospital in Western Germany have expressed regret after emerged that one of their surgeons got a cleaner to ex- assist in a toe amputation.
3: Okay. First uh, of all, what did they do to Johnny that no, I just wondered. Have yeah, no, yeah. Not
1: doing Johnny must've no.
3: gone up to some shenanigans uh, over there yeah. and wasn't, I wasn't just want to make sure that he's okay.
1: Unfortunately it was not, but yeah. Um, uh, they reported Friday, the incident at the man's Mainz university hospital, which happened in 2020. Didn't result in any complications the patient, but the doctor has since been fired. The hospital chief executive said the surgeon wrongly decided to go ahead with the routine procedure, even though no qualified assistant was available. When the patient, who received a local anesthetic, became restless, the doctor asked a nearby cleaner to hold the man's leg and pass surgical instruments to him. The cleaner, the paper reported the cleaner had no medical experience. Well, no shit. He's a cleaner in a hospital. He has no medical experience whatsoever. (laughs) The incident came to light after a hospital manager spotted the cleaner. Bloody bloody gauze, hands in hand, in the operating theater. This should never happen, they said. Yeah. So the surgeon's been fired for that. So So, first
3: of all, why did the, I mean, if the surgeon was looking to get away from this, with with this, why would he not wait until the manager was away from the hospital to go ahead with this? You know, again, it,
1: you know, it, yeah. maybe at a, t- maybe at a tea time, you know, maybe you <clears head out throat> to the golf course or something, but it's oh, like, yeah. it, it's, it remind me like, there's, I think there's like movies that are, that have this in their, in their things. like, Hey guy, come here, help me with this guy it, on the it, table. Yeah. You know,
2: I, it sounds like a, a civil war documentary, yeah, you know, like I mean. it was just anybody who's there, they grabbed yeah. his leg while I saw
3: it, saw it off at of the <laughs> knees, you know. Give me a hand over here. An just, episode of over. scrubs or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it's
1: like but That's... in real life, in real life, you can't do that. You can't have somebody who's not like an actual medical person help with the surgery. I mean, it just doesn't work that way, right? Why did the I medical mean, why did why did the cleaner say yes? I wonder. Well, like I'm but okay, Connor, think about it from the perspective of the cleaner, right? You're mm-hmm. a low-grade guy at the hospital, okay? Doctors there are pretty much gods. You know they can do whatever the fuck they want to. And sure. then the cleaner guy probably thought like, I just got to do what this guy says, otherwise I lose my job. You know, so he just did. it.
3: I, or he could have been just know, like, this is my time to shine. I think I should right. should have been a surgeon all yeah. along. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, or maybe it was he or she felt you know very benevolent and thought hey you know uh, this is my opportunity to do something that's going to mm-hmm. help a person yeah i can think but of a, a fi- lot of other things you could do but yeah
3: mm, yeah you
1: know, at,
3: at, le- at the very least at the very least would be a nice conversation topic for <laughs> for both those people
1: yeah exactly right well now the surgeon the surgeon doesn't have a job anymore
3: so i mean that's hmm. that's a problem it's well, just yeah, it's shocking. shocking. So it's I just a conversation topic, not a nice conversation well, topic. Well, and think about,
1: yeah. think about it as a surgeon, right? You're going to get another job, and they pull up your file. Like, well, it looks good. You, oh, you're great here. Well, it looks like you asked a cleaner to help with an amputation. Can you talk to me about what happened in this situation? I mean, <laughs> seriously, it's going to come up. Oh man, it's come up. It's on yeah. your record now. Yeah, <laughs> you dumbass. Or, you up. know, maybe this was a. Uh... <laughs>
2: If you're going to go out, go out big situation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be.
2: I mean, uh, maybe this guy, was, this surgeon was done and he was like, you
0: know what? In a blaze of I'm glory. Gonna,
2: I'm going to make a wave. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I could He's never like, imagine going out that way at a job, but mm-hmm. I mean, man, more power to you
1: if that's your yeah. plan. <laughs> <laughs> Not, but finally, before we get out of here, guys, the other thing too is think about the patient. I mean, the patient's sitting there going, this is the cleaning. He, the guy's probably mopping the floor outside of the of the office.
3: Yeah.
1: And the surgeon's like, yeah, come in here. And you're as a patient, you're like, is is he supposed to be in here?
3: Yeah. Should he be doing anything in this <laughs> yeah. area?
1: You
2: know? He's probably He's got like a a utility shirt with Hans. Yeah. written So
1: On a patch. Yeah. Did he wash his that hands not the... beforehand? Yeah. The I mean... Did he wash his hands? Did he scrub in? Did he scrub in? Did he scrub in? He scrub in? We need to know if he scrubbed. <laughs> yeah. In?
3: I, yeah. I think I'd be more, uh, more confident in that doctor from uh, I think it was the T-Mobile commercial where he's just mm-hmm. like kind of ha about his surgical routine. He's just like, "You nervous? Yeah, yeah, me too. Don't worry, we'll get through it somehow." You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man.
1: So yeah, it's just some crazy, crazy shit going on, guys. Crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, anything you guys want to? talk about Con- connor had one thing to say i believe but the US right, connor national
3: go ahead team. oh <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um welcome to the u.s men's national team folar and balogan B- yes. Balogan, Balogan, baligan
2: mm-hmm, um
3: yeah. i think it's baligan um and uh he's making he's making waves down he's he's making waves down in uh the french league right now We um, he's a young guy, a number uh, in the number nine spot that we've, uh, that the U S has needed for quite a while. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely this position that we've most needed over the years. Um, And again, a young guy. So I'm uh, I think that might be the last missing piece in order for the U S to become a real contender in the world cup. Um, So obviously the world cup still only still over three, over three years away, but um, I'm, I'm excited. I think uh this, barely, think this is gonna be barely barely,
0: yeah. Barely over three years away. I mean it was kind of yeah. nice with the with the late uh, World Cup and Guitar, you know, happening now. Now we're just this we're just a month or two over you know three years and, and yeah, certainly in position of need, so it's exciting. Um yeah, thanks for that, Connor. Because yeah, I have to admit, I mean, I know the name, I know it. Obviously, I, I, I see all the headlines, but I haven't watched him play much. But uh if you're if you're optimistic, if you're happy and good timing too right i mean we do have 3 years so you know yep. he is young but you know he hopefully he's only going to get better and by the time 2026 pops off you know with no qualification process for the us um, hey maybe in 3 years time he's going to make an impact that'd be great to see
3: he has a better yes. by the way he has the best scoring percentage among uh among uh forwards in the in league league on right now in uh in france even more than uh, lacazette in. Hmm. In france mm-hmm. right now so i'm uh i'm excited good. i think i think he's he's gonna be i think he's gonna be great awesome
1: yeah. yes nice yeah. all right anybody else anything to talk about
3: no no yeah
1: we covered it uh, all tonight i feel we did
3: yeah Just to, that story uh, was the best story we've heard in a while i think that that was that was pretty good yeah <laughs> the surgeon guy Yeah. Surgeon? Yeah, yeah i think right. that was pretty yeah. good quality. <laughs> quality
1: stuff here quality yeah uh before we get out of here, guys, I just want to mention uh, thanks again to Grand Holler for having our intro music on the podcast. They don't really have any upcoming shows. I think we talked about all of them. They had a bunch of them this month. I know they are playing at Music in the Park in Alcott, at Alcott Park in Virginia, Minnesota. Sometime this year, I'll get you guys a date when that becomes official. Uh, they're very excited about that. But uh, again, go on Spotify, listen to their music. They're a great band, great people. Uh, and again, we appreciate them having us letting us use their music as their intro music. So, yeah. Uh, so my, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go loons.